0: When I look at the political landscape and the economic landscape of the world, I really have a difficult time accepting that this is what life should be. We had so many concerns about education, technology, agriculture, biodiversity,
1: health, the environment you you will be so surprised as to what they are engaged in if we can do that we can walk on that path we will find a lot of solutions we'll find a lot of adventures we'll find a lot of answers we need to foster that entrepreneurial
2: spirit no judgment no negativity all good vibes and conversations all this and more right here on grassroots radio
0: my name is charles edwards i'm a software engineer i specialize in mobile development as in mobile apps Mm -hmm. but i am well-rounded i can do web i can do desktop software i can do uh, you name it i can do it i am 31.
1: and you mentioned in your bio that technology and engineering is something that's been a part of your life for a long time and that you come to hear your dad Who's your
0: dad and what kind of work does he do and how did that influence you? Uh, my dad was Charles Auckland Edwards, Charles Sr. Mm-hmm. recently died in January, actually. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, thank you. He was an electrical engineer at Cameron Wallace for a number of years. So engineering or his field of engineering is very, it, it challenges you to be curious, to be very hands-on, mm-hmm. to want to... You know, experiment a lot and I guess I got that from him because at a very early age I I, uh, I want to say uh, maybe around five years old mm-hmm. as early as that when I was able to understand and play video games I kind of knew one day I'd want to be creating video games that's mm-hmm. where the passion started. Right
1: and once you kind of discovered that passion within yourself, what was the first kind of thing that you started dabbling
0: with? Oh, okay. So this was, well, fast forward a few years, let's say mm-hmm. around 1999, the summer before starting secondary school, I kind of just taught myself my first programming language, which was HTML. Well, it's not considered an actual programming language, but it was the first language I taught, I, I knew, I learned, mm-hmm. and I self-taught. And that was just to create websites and so on and so forth. That was probably maybe 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. So now you know a lot of programming
1: languages. Like you have listed here Pascal, Java, Swift, C++. I remember from back in day two, that was kind of an older one. Python yeah. and JavaScript.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, correct.
1: Are you using all of these in your work all the time? Or do you find that you're more focused on one or the other?
0: Um... Uh, on a day-to-day, I probably use a lot of JavaScript because I teach now as well. I teach with the Ministry of Information. Okay. Uh, so I teach web development. So on a day-to-day, I use HTML JavaScript. But when I'm doing projects, uh, mobile development, I use a lot of Swift for iOS and Java for Android. Mm-hmm. So the teaching seems to be
1: something that's really important to you, to be able to share this knowledge with others why is that
0: something that you're focused on? Uh, I just think the future is with technology and, you know, it's a skill that everyone should have. I think it's essential in this day and age. That's kind of where uh, that belief came from. Um, also, I lived in the U.S. for quite a while. So I've seen firsthand that, you know, everything is technology. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the direction the world is actually going in. It's, it's a reality now
1: very
0: true so what age of i guess people are you actually teaching okay so i teach with the uh what's called the gate initiative it's the government assisted technology endeavor Mm -hmm. and the age range uh it's mostly kids out of high school it's like an alternative to state college and so the age ranges from let's say 17 And I had one student as old as 30 as well. So um, it's not limited to just Mm -hmm. fresh out of high school students, but anyone could really apply and come and learn a skill. But uh, yes, from 17 to 30 was my last class. And are you enjoying
1: that kind of experience?
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, At times. (laughs) When I get get students who are responsive to the content, then yes. But Uh, a lot of them, well, not a lot, but I feel they were not, you know, how, how can I put this? They're, they're not too enthused, but mm-hmm. ones who are, I enjoy teaching them. But I guess it can be a little bit daunting if you're not already kind of a
1: computer, yeah, yeah. Sh- super literate <laughs> yeah. person to get into this. Exactly, yes. What are some of the the techniques as a teacher that you would use to kind of pull those students in who might have a little bit of hesitancy about this?
0: Um, I try to do real-world projects, real-world situations. Um, uh, well, whenever I'm doing projects, I try to kind of relate it to something they would see every day, so I could probably build out... Uh, like a website that sells donuts or some type of product, mm-hmm. you know, something that they'd be interested in. I Man. usually ask, like, what's their hobby or what are they into? And then ask them to create a website, so uh, you know, with that theme.
1: Mm-hmm. So it
0: would be like uh, sports cars, weaves, uh, eyelashes, whatever mm-hmm. they're into. So that's, that's kind of the technique I use. And, and they kind of respond well to that you know, putting things together that they're actually interested in, that that Mm -hmm. kind of, yeah.
1: Yeah, and have you had any students kind of go on to, you know, build their own actual products after taking your class?
0: Yes, so a final project for them is to create a website on their own with all of the different techniques they've learned uh, in the duration of the, the class. So, oh, before I get to that, it's a six-month project. It's like an accelerated program.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: So they don't really have that much time to learn too many things, but little that they do know, I have them put it in practice. Good, trial by fire, basically. Yeah.
1: Excellent. And you are also behind the creation of Pocket Antigua. Is this something that you're doing on your own, or do you have partners
0: in that venture? That is a team effort okay. uh, for LeoTech, myself, and my two business partners. But I am the only uh, tech, techie guy. So okay. I, yeah, so the bulk of everything falls on me. Right, so you from built it. Right there, right? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. from
0: scratch, the back end, the front end, everything was done.
1: And so your partners are helping with, like, the promotion uh, well, of it?
0: Yeah, promotion, marketing, finance—that type of. Those are the aspects of you know running a business. That's, that's where they come into play. Okay. Uh, Shout out to Brent and Levon, Brent O'Keefe and Levon Lewis. Yeah.
1: Okay, and what kind of was the idea behind Pocket
0: Antigua? Like, what was the genesis of that particular product? Okay. Um. So, as I mentioned before, I lived in the U.S. And one... I lived in D.C. And one summer, I was over in New York, where Brent lived, and we were mm-hmm. just hanging out, you know, chilling. And the question came up, uh, are you going home for summer? Right.
1: Always.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he asks, I'm not sure, you know, when is White fed?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: none of us knew. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how the idea spawned. Like, you know, there should be some... Like location where all this type of information is just central, where you can just go and like find out what date this is, what date that is, where this is, where that, you know. So it yeah. eventually started off as like an events kind of thing. And okay. uh, I want to say like two years after the ticketing app came out, so we kind of shifted focus to business places, you know, how to find them, directions, so on and so forth.
1: That's really cool. Good. So in total, how long has Pocket Antigua from kind of when you first started programming it to today, how long has it been in existence?
0: Uh, okay, I began programming it in August of 2016. That's when I began and I launched June 2017. Okay, so like... Yeah, roughly two, two, years, two and a half years, so. yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Okay, so that's pretty quick. And yeah. <laughs>
0: it is a
1: very popular app now. So in not a lot of time you've really taken off
0: with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um most of the people that I have interacted with about it, they, they they're excited about it. They they've like, you know, Antigua really needs this. So I guess that's how popularity grew, it word of mouth. And also uh I think it's a pretty decent app. <laughs> yeah i would have to agree with that (laughs) yeah it's 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 pretty well built you know the person kind of knew what they were doing i I believe (laughs) the person yourself (laughs) well you're very well trained so we
1: would expect that you know what you're doing
0: yes you also got it in your family so double up that is true yes one of the things i always try to enforce in my students is to know your stuff it's very important that you know your you know your SH1T. Mm -hmm.
2: It's
0: very important. Especially in technology you have to know what you're doing. You have to know things inside out. That's I'm a purist so I uh that's the way I teach. Mm -hmm.
1: It's one thing to be like you know out there saying that I can do this or I can do that. And then quite another thing to have to put your name and your reputation behind an actual product that's out there in the market. That people exactly. can interact with for themselves and that's really where the proof is yes not so much you know having the particular credentials or whatever under your belt it's what can you do with this and yes. is it going to work exactly exactly so another thing that you have on your bio here that's very interesting is the robotics club this is something that you participated in when you were Doing oh, yes. your degree in computer
0: science? Yeah, I was a member of the robotics club in university. Um, it was essentially a bunch of nerds just gathering around, uh, working on a bunch of different projects and speaking about comic book movies from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you build any robots there? Well, build, no, but we had a few that we tampered with and dabbled with. Um, one of our professors, when she was doing her, her PhD, Mm-hmm. One of her projects, she asked <clears throat> a few of us to assist her with it. Um, it was, uh, you know those Roombas that clean the floors? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so essentially a robot like that, but it was equipped with sonar. Oh. And the idea behind of it was in the event that there's, you know, some type of you know, natural disaster and buildings are collapsed and so on, and you need to find people, mm-hmm. you could put a bunch of these robots uh, have them, you know, use sonar and kind of map out the room, so you know where the debris is, where you know people may be. Oh, so be and they all, yeah, they would all connect and communicate with each other while they map out, you know, the rooms. <clears throat> so hmm. that was built using, uh, well, I think, C, the original C language uh-huh. the software for that. So, yeah, that's one of the projects we worked on. Very
1: interesting.
0: Yeah. And this was, um, I want to say, 2012, before, you know, uh, before drones and right, yeah. all these things yeah. were really that popular.
2: hmm I don't... Were there any
0: drones on the market
1: in 2012?
0: Yes, I, there was. There okay. was one called a pirate drone. We actually had one. Um, it wasn't, you know, anything too fancy. You could just fly on and we controlled it with the iPad. Um... But yeah, this was back when you know the the, uh, the market was still new for, for for drones and so on. Another another interesting idea we had one day we were brainstorming and uh, came up with this idea about you know having a cupboard with some RF uh, RF IDs on it, and as you put things into the cupboard, you scan them in. And then scan them out as you take them out. And if you're running low on something, the cupboard would send you an email or a text or whatever. And again, this is back in 2012. And a few years later, there are smart fridges that do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if, if we had just, you know, worked on somebody's ideas, we probably would have been millionaires by now.
1: <laughs> Very true. But I'm sure you have a lot more million dollar ideas in your head. <laughs> 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 I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about this one-day accelerated programming bootcamp that you've been doing for Android development in Antigua. So kind of who's the market for that and what gave you this idea and what kind of comes out of a, such an intensive
0: program? Okay, um, that was actually a... Okay, so th- before I even start, there's an organization in Antigua called Silicon Dadly. I don't know if you yep. have heard
2: of, it. I've heard of them. I know Andrew
0: Domet. We worked together in the past. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So Sven is the, I think, the current president, and Ashton is the chairperson. I don't know if you know Sven James and Ashton Phil. Yeah, I think I went to State College with him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Oh. Hey, what year were you at State College? I graduated State College in
1: um, 2005, technically, and then I did an extra year in 2006.
0: Oh, yeah. I was, I was there from 04 to 06. Okay. Okay, small world. Okay, so Sven and Ashton, they organized uh, a little like one day training program to just show, it, it wasn't really training, but to just showcase how Android apps are built. It was like oh. uh, maybe a, a four, four to five hour thing. It was like really quickly just showing you know, people who are already familiar with programming. How you know to build Android apps from scratch? It, it wasn't. Um, I'm not sure what the uh, the outcome was supposed to be. If it was like to be a, a continuous thing, but it was just one day. You were just testing testing it out.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. It seems to me like one of the outcomes could be just getting more people interested in doing this kind of thing, especially since it seems like one of your aims in particular is you know in talking about bringing Antigua into the digital age is just yeah. letting people know that this is an option for them and having more people get interested in this kind of work and uh-huh. start creating their
0: own products and apps and things to make their lives better. Just to peak interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, we, we never really attempted another one. I guess one of these days I could, you know, sit to those guys and, you know, see if they want to move forward again with that. But they're probably busy with ticketing at the at the moment. Because those are the guys behind ticketing, by the way. Okay, and it's and the same. Ashton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. They're colleagues of mine, so
1: very cool. I like that, you know, all of you guys are very well networked together.
0: Ha. <laughs> yeah. Instead of competing, it's better to just work together.
1: Yeah. And I mean you're still gonna have a little bit of competition within that, but you can compete and collaborate you know on different things so let's talk about Antigua in a broader sense because you're someone who's very future-facing very Uh, mm future-minded and sometimes it seems like Antiguans or the (laughs) culture generally can be a little resistant to that or it can be a little you know People like people like doing things a certain way and they don't always like having that disrupted. Uh-huh. So I guess what are some of your big ideas for improving Antigua with technology? And maybe if you could, what are some of the I don't know, some of the
0: barriers that you're facing towards making those things real? So with teaching, I, I plan to well I have a company already, so with teaching I was hoping to, you know kind of do some farming. You know, the, the, most, the more prominent students or the more skillful students, I could probably take them under my wing, hire mm-hmm. them, have them work on actual projects, you know, whether it's websites or, you know, other types of software. Right. Um, issues faced. Ah, I don't know if you know, or you probably mm-hmm. do, but the Antiguan mindset is one that foreign is always better. Foreign um, is always better. Yeah. Yeah. They, they tend to put more faith in the foreigner than their own. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know why. Um, I've seen this a lot, especially with uh, government and websites that they, they want created. They mm-hmm. tend to <clears throat> outsource it to some, you know, Caucasian male. <laughs> it's usually yes. the case. Usually mm-hmm. the case. Not to sound racist, but that's usually the case. Yeah, we can get Where into that. Yeah, when they're, you know, more than capable... Young people, right here, who would do it for you know a fraction of the cost they'd have to pay the overseas person. So that's one of the uh, hindrances I've faced first
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: and it's one of the reasons why I started my company to kind of show that you know, hey, there are people here who can do the same exact thing, probably even better mm-hmm. than who you're paying these you know large sums of money to. For mediocre work, and then at the end of the day, you know, two years down the line, you need updates done, and you can't contact these people anymore. You can't find them. You don't know how to do it yourself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. There was um, there was rumor of this, you know, website that tourism paid what was it a few million dollars for? I don't know if you ever heard of that story. I don't know how true it is. Okay, but that was the word around town allegedly mm-hmm. yeah allegedly um, <laughs> and you know if you look at the website it, it was it, it was at the time it was a you know a simple WordPress websites you know for millions of dollars yeah exactly which is crazy it's totally crazy yeah somebody could have here could have done that you know from scratch no WordPress involved and probably charge you maybe 15,000 if that much and is it the same website that they use today uh, no, I think they had to redo it. Yeah. Honestly, as
1: somebody living outside of Antigua and trying to find information about Antigua, mm-hmm. like I can tell you, <laughs> the websites that I encounter there are often not the best. Just recently, I I need to renew my passport, so I was looking for the Antiguan consulate in Canada. <laughs> and they have like no information on the site really about what the process is which i can imagine that's one of the most common things that they do right is renew yeah. passports for <laughs> living abroad and yet there's no information on the site about that it's this website is basically just here to give you a phone number so you have to call somebody mm. and then when i contrast that with you know the canadian government's website which is also not great but you can at least get a list of documents that you're going to need, mm-hmm. certain things you can actually file your application online. Instead, I had to call somebody to ask them what I need, and then I'm going to have to take all my documents down to the other side of the city. All of that, but it could have just been streamlined. Like, why do you have this site if it doesn't do any functions? Like, none. If so, you don't mind
0: me asking, how did the website look to you? The Antigua one.
1: The Antigua consulate. It yeah. looks like it's from uh, in like 1998 or something, oh, right? It's oh, very, very basic. Okay. It looks like a basic HTML-only website. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing mm. modern or new or or even branded about it. It looks very like, generic. To nothing me. eye-catching. No, nothing oh, at
0: okay. all. Okay.
1: And again, just very devoid of information.
0: Ah, uh, well, hopefully, you know, one day all that will change. I don't know.
2: Well, I hope fingers you
0: in that. I hope so, too. You know, keep my fingers crossed. You know. But again, uh, yeah, those are... Yeah, we need to show them that technology is the way and, you know, all these things really should be improved and updated, kept up to date. What
1: other kind of things do you have in the
0: works? What's next
1: for you? What's next for Pocket Antigua?
0: Oh, um, for Pocket Antigua, we've had, we've been approached by a few other islands to, you know, do some expansion. Okay. Um, that has, you know, come about a lot sooner than anticipated. Uh-huh. Like, we always plan to branch out, you know, have a Pocket Jamaica, Trinidad, whatever the case is, but we just didn't anticipate it this soon. So, I guess that means, you know, the other islands are seeing the product and they're really liking it. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know, maybe the next uh, four to five years, we'll begin looking towards that. And if that's too long to wait, you know, but we want to kind of perfect it in Antigua first before we really branch right. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. a few copycats have popped up, so um, yeah, we just want to catch them off guard. While they're following us, we don't, we're going to just come with a brand new thing. And they're going to be like, oh, wow, why do we think of that? Because you're copycats, that's why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that. And um, I have a few smaller projects I'm working on. Um, and if you're familiar with Project Sync, so they recently uh, got in contact with me about creating, you know, it's a simple uh, simple way to input the customers into like a database that is that would be available offline mm-hmm. so yeah i've just been building that out for them i'm actually supposed to go meet with them today later today to like show them uh how it's coming and try to integrate their existing database into it so okay. as soon as i get out of this call i'm probably gonna head down there nice yeah. busy entrepreneur on the call. <laughs> Yeah, I need more hours in the day actually. Probably went to sleep like after five this morning. After five. Uh, yeah. And I was up by eight.
1: How how are you doing that? Oh <laughs> um, like, what kind of like how often <laughs> do you
0: do that? <laughs> oh, okay. Believe it or not, that is that is the trend for me. Especially okay, two years ago when I was working on, on Pocket, I was sleeping probably maybe six hours in a week, an entire week. I was sleeping for about six hours. In an entire week? An like entire week. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that, that went on for roughly, you know, a few months, you know, I was a zombie by the end of it. But a very productive zombie, <laughs> clearly. Uh, I guess, I guess. So what are you doing like
1: to kind of maintain yourself while you're working these kind of crazy schedules?
0: Um, <clears throat> I don't know I, I just kind of have a passion for programming so I kind of just enjoy it I don't even notice the hours are flying by That's um, pretty beautiful You're in like your, your zone
1: right?
0: Yeah um, Brent would often say I'm a machine <laughs>
1: You sound a little bit like
0: a machine yeah, I guess so, <laughs> Like
1: right. shut down for a little while and reboot up again Yeah So what kind of advice would you give to a young person who is curious about this kind of work, not really sure where to start, what would be the first step that you would advise that person to take?
0: Okay, a young person, like if you're fresh out of high school, I would recommend looking into Gates. That's the initiative put on by the Ministry of Information. Mm -hmm. Uh, The courses offered there are Cisco, Microsoft, and well, programming and new media. New media essentially is photography, photography, graphic design, videography, um, and, you know, starting your own vlogs, like a YouTube channel. that type mm-hmm. of, that's, that's what they're trying to focus on. Um, Cisco is networking. And at the end of the uh, course, you could actually <clears throat> take the test to get certified. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Cisco and the Microsoft, there's the certification options at the end of the course, Take the, the exams and certified by Microsoft or Cisco themselves. Um, so yeah, that would be my advice to young people. If, if when I was 18 or 17 or whatever, somebody, was, somebody told me that you know there would be a developer teaching you how to program a yeah. stipend, I would have been all over that. I would absolutely been all over that. So um, whoever is listening, that's my uh, recommendation to you guys. Check out the GATE Initiative, run by the Ministry of Information. Yeah, Minister Nicholas is doing a good job with that, I think. Is there a cost associated with that? No, you get a stipend for coming. Oh, students so get a you stipend. get paid. Yes. So that if you want
1: to get learn. paid to learn programming or new media or any of that great stuff, network systems, I think you also mentioned, check out the Geek Yeah, Cisco
0: program. and Microsoft. So it teaches you the entire Microsoft suite. I think the, the entire Office 365 uh Suite of apps, right? So, yeah, they teach you all of that. So, at the end of it, you could like go into a business with a really colorful resume. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could actually brag that you know you can do this on Excel, you can do that in Excel, and actually mean it. So,
1: where can someone find you online? You personally, or Pocket Antigua, or anything that you're,
0: any other things that you're working on? Me personally, ah oh boy, my Twitter is is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I Twitter is a mess. lecture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you could follow you could follow Pocket Antigua at Pocket Antigua one word on all the different you know social platforms, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat. Yes, at Pocket Antigua one word. And me personally, if you need to get in contact with me, you can email me at Charles at Also, the website is pocketanthiga.co.
1: Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a
0: total pleasure talking to you. It has. Thank you again for having me.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Grassroots Radio. If you enjoyed the conversation, show some love and help spread the word. You can do that by subscribing on Apple, Google, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Already subscribed? Consider leaving a five star review, it helps other people find the show. If you have an idea for someone you want to see featured or a topic you want us to cover, let us know. DM us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at grassrootsANU. Or email us at at gmail.com. For more about NGR, visit us at thenewgrassroots.com. Until next time, this is... Grassroots Radio.